Hello, hello, hello. Hello and welcome to TIB, the Immigrant Bag Podcast. I'm your host, Mudupe Ogunyemi. And if this is your first time tuning in, this is the place where we share tips and insights to help immigrants secure the bag in their respective new countries. As always, we start with a disclaimer. This is not financial advice, okay? I am not a financial advisor. Everything we say on this show is for education and entertainment only. Please know that investing comes with risks, so please do your own due diligence or consult a financial advisor before making any investment decisions. Having said that, this week, um, we're taking a break from the stock market to talk about something else because, my goodness, we all, we all saw what happened in the markets last week. Last week was a bloodbath literally. And we also what happened in the UK with the financial policy around tax cuts that the government rolled out and how that impacted the markets all the way and how the impact of that reverberated across multiple markets, across multiple countries. I would say last week um, was a huge lesson in how interconnected financial markets are and how interconnected multiple different governments and multiple different countries are, you know, uh, UK, the UK government rolled out a policy and that affected mortgage rates in the US all the way across the pond. Okay. And again, the government rolled out a subsequent plan to buy bonds that helped stabilize the markets a little bit, but I don't want to even talk about that at all in this episode, because there's still so much fraud in the market and there's still so much volatility in the market that we are just all still watching right now. Okay. So I don't want to talk about the market right now. It's still a lot of, there's still a lot of uncertainty in the market. So instead today, I want to talk about one of the sectors that, you know, investors typically invest in, and that's the social media. Well, big tech as a whole, but social media specifically. In the last, I would say 10, 15, maybe even 20 years. Okay. I think we can all agree that social media has become a mainstay of our collective lives, okay? Um, And so because of that, this is a very relevant topic to discuss because if you remember in one of our earlier episodes when we talked about how to identify what to invest in and how identifying that goes a long way or has a lot to do with watching what people use on a day-to-day basis and using that as a starting point. So yes, going by that logic, a social media stock like Facebook, for instance, might have been top of mind for you know any investor looking to take up a position in that sector. And why not? You know, Facebook in of itself was a very sticky platform until I would say recent user numbers. The rate at which it has grown in the last I would say since inception, actually, since like the mid 2000s, like 2005, 2006, all the way into 2020, 2021, you know, it's been a growth stock pretty much. It's a huge, you can't talk about social media without talking about Facebook. I mean, it rules that sector. 
Google Plus, Google tried to compete in that space uh, by rolling out Google Plus. I don't know if you guys remember Google Plus, but that didn't go really far. You know, uh, they had to close it down after a while because, you know, Facebook's dominance in the social media sector was just, they own a lion's share of the market, or they did until recent times. In addition to Facebook itself being a huge, huge uh, mainstay in the social media sector, it also owns WhatsApp. And the functionality of WhatsApp, especially for us immigrants, is something that you cannot, you cannot overemphasize. You know, like WhatsApp is the one app, I would say, that helps a lot of us keep in touch with friends and family back home and helps us save a lot of money that we would otherwise have spent on calling cards or, you know, on making regular GSM phone calls back home, you know. So WhatsApp in and of itself is a huge, huge deal. And then um, Facebook also owns Instagram. Its suite of products is enough for you to, you know, want to look at that sector and analyze whether it's it's a great space or a great company to place a bet on. However, you would think that given all of these functionalities, um, their stock should be doing well, at least outside of the general volatility in the market right now. But that doesn't seem to be the case, which is why, you know, I'm posing the question that are we seeing the end of an era in social media? I mean, because I remember when Yahoo Messenger and Yahoo chat rooms were a thing. Okay, I remember uh, the days of MySpace as well. I remember the days of High Five, you know. So is Facebook slowly going in that direction too? Is it losing the younger generation to the likes of TikTok, perhaps? If yes, is it still a good investment or is it not? You know, bear in mind, we, this is not a recommendation to buy or sell anything. We're just analyzing and sharing insights and knowledge for education and entertainment on this show. These are very important questions to ask, you know, as an investor, because Facebook's stock, for instance, is one of the worst performing within the S&P 500 so far this year. Like literally, there are only like two or three other stocks that have performed worse than Facebook has performed within the S&P 500 this year, 2022. Well, or Meta, as they are now called, because uh, they no longer trade with the Facebook ticker, I think. As a matter of fact, their share price is right now at the lowest that it has been since way back 2019, like very early 2019. And that says a lot, okay? In the last one year alone, so that's like September 2021 to now, Facebook's share price has lost like two thirds of its value in just one year. And that really makes you wonder what exactly is going on, okay? And don't get me wrong, I'm an avid, avid user of Facebook. Like, or at least I used to be, <laughs> just because nowadays I just, you know, I don't use social media as heavily as I used to. That's not to take anything away from Facebook as a platform, but I used to be a very heavy user of Facebook. Like years ago, it was a fantastic way of connecting with friends and family. Okay. It was through Facebook that I was able to reconnect with so many old friends and so many old schoolmates from way back high school, elementary school, and even university, you know, 
I think that was one of the things that made Facebook such a great place to be on. The fact that it was built around this whole network effect model, you know, and I think that business model really worked fantastically well for Facebook. The fact that users invited other users, you know, friends invited other friends, family invited other family members. So it had a lot of spontaneous organic growth, I would say. And it was beautiful. Okay. It was really beautiful until it wasn't, at least for me personally. I I don't speak for the generality of Facebook users, just for me personally. I'm not quite sure when I would say it stopped being cool for me, but I would say definitely the Cambridge Analytica saga was the very, probably sowed the first seed of distrust for me, okay? Uh, Just the way in which data, Facebook user data on Facebook can be exploited. Yeah, I guess that just rubbed me off the wrong way. Even at that, I didn't stop using Facebook or its suite of products altogether. I mean, I just mentioned WhatsApp, for instance, now, and just the sheer utility of WhatsApp is something that I don't think any regular WhatsApp user would want to stop using or want to uninstall anytime soon. Okay. But How are the generality of Facebook users viewing Facebook? You know, Uh, what what are their numbers like? If you look at the company's earnings report early this year, there was a clear indication that their user numbers were starting to drop. Although their reported number of um, 1.93 billion daily active users is still a huge, huge number. Are you kidding me? That's like the population of how many countries rolled together. Okay, that's still huge. But, okay, and this is a big but, but that number was slightly lower than the number they reported for the previous quarter. And that was the first time that they would be reporting a decline. So that right there was a red flag. It seems that privacy continues to be a huge concern for users generally. I'll cite an example. I remember when having Facebook's login button on your website was a huge deal. Like I remember working with teams where, um, you know, with technical teams, dev teams, where they would really allocate time and sprints to, they would dedicate sprints to, working on incorporating the Facebook login button to, you know, the website or to the mobile app or, you know, stuff like that. So I remember when having Facebook's login button on your website was a huge deal. But now, if you notice, quite a number of companies are starting to remove it. And when I say quite a few companies are starting to remove it, I mean companies prominent brands that had the button on their websites before now are now starting to take it off completely. So companies like Dell, for instance, companies like Best Buy, like Nike, you know, many big brands, they are starting to remove the button. Now, I don't necessarily know the reason why, but just based on, you know, recent happenings and, you know, just recent, Facebook has had issues with whistleblowers and, you know, just people reporting practices that do not necessarily protect 
user data on the platform. And, you know, that you can Google and get up to speed on all of the things that have happened in recent times, starting from the Cambridge Analytica sort of, you know, issue to all the other ones that happened before then. And also, also read Facebook's responses to all of these and the steps that they've taken as a company to sort of breach all of these data privacy issues as well. Because to be fair to them, they have actually come out to publicly state that they've taken steps to address a number of these things. But having said that, that button is something that, you know, you would notice has disappeared from a number of big brands' websites. So maybe consumer concern is the reason why these companies are taking it off. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. We don't know. But beyond that, they also seem to be having some trouble, just a little bit of trouble with revenue. And while they still made a very impressive $6.7 billion in revenue last quarter, that was still a 36% drop year on year. 36% is not a small number, guys. Although that is not to say that Facebook is looking like they are going to be cash strapped anytime soon. No, that company still has a very good financial moat. But there seems to be some issues going on with revenue that they would need to really step up or, or come up with creative ways of bridging. There's also the issue with Apple. Do you guys remember out and out campaign that Facebook sort of did a while back around Apple's proposed privacy update and all of that? Well, now we know why Facebook was so vocal in criticizing that update. What that update has done, basically what Apple's app tracking transparency has done is that it has impacted Facebook's ability to target users with ads. And we all know that advertising is a huge part of Facebook's overall revenue. So that has led to a drop in their revenue as well, especially if you consider the fact that a huge chunk of their users are on the iOS platform. But again, that's not to say that Facebook is going broke. I mean, just based on their earnings report, they have about $40 billion in cash and assets. So, hey, (laughs) that company is sitting pretty, okay? They're not going out of business anytime soon. But they do seem to need a cliffhanger soon enough, especially around, you know, things like revenue, things like privacy concerns and, you know, just all of that. And also, I don't know if their bet on the metaverse will be that pivotal move for them. I mean, they are spending a lot of money in that area right now, and it's not necessarily generating any revenue for them yet. So I guess time will tell if that's going to be their competitive advantage in the years to come. Only time will tell. So for now, I guess the question is, is the stock a good addition to the portfolio? I suppose the answer to that will depend on whether you're looking to hold it for the long term or if you're looking to swing trade it or something like that. But again, this is not financial advice and this is definitely not a recommendation to buy or sell anything. Okay. I'm just looking at social media with a great deal of interest personally right now. I'm interested in knowing how that sector will evolve in the coming years. I want to know if Facebook is going to rule social media in the coming years like it has ruled it in the 
um, years li- leading up to now? Or is it going to be TikTok ruling the social media space? Or is it going to be some multiverse platform that we don't yet know? Okay, from an investment standpoint, these are the questions that I am asking. You know, I'm asking them so I know which one will make a good bet. You know, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. On that note, we've come to the end of today's edition of TIB, the Immigrant Bag Podcast. If you found this useful, please share with your friends and family so that we all can learn how to secure the bag together. And until next week, when I bring another exciting episode your way, this is Mudupe saying keep your friends close, keep your money closer, and keep your family closest.